SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. So, a lovely lady called Renshi Emanuel um, in the Cape Flats found herself unemployed, four children to feed, right in the middle of COVID-19, and decided to start a vegetable garden. Renshi Emanuel joins me on the line. Good afternoon, Renshi, and so thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. So, where did the idea of starting a vegetable garden come from? Um, so, so, out of pure desperation, you know, um, being unemployed and having to feed my kids, it was just out of pure desperation. I had to do something. I knew I was capable of working and I knew I had the skills, but finding the work was so hard. Um, and that's when I started the vegetable garden. You know, one of the things that we were discussing a little bit earlier on before we spoke to you was lack of land being a major issue for many people who may have the ambition to do exactly what you did. And you saw this as an opportunity, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, I actually approached my son's high school and I asked the principal um, if it was at all possible if I could start the project on the high school property because my backyard was way too small. And he said, sure. So, so from strength to strength. <laughs> and, and what were you hoping to achieve? I mean, when you started this thing, were you going to, um, did you have it in your mind that it was going to be big and you're going to be employing people and you're going to be starting a market or what, what were your intentions? Oh, okay, so to give a type of background yes. to the whole situation, um, at first I started the vegetable garden in my backyard mm. and this was about four years ago. Um, and then... As I was doing the vegetable garden, I kind of thought to myself, look, there's so many families that need to do the same thing, but they did not have spaces available. Mm. Um, And how can me or we try to improve the lives of others by giving them opportunities to grow their own food, but they didn't have any spaces? but they didn't have any spaces, whether they were living in someone's backyard or whether they were living in a flat, but they just had no access to land. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where the concept of Growbox was born. Um, and that is my social enterprise that I've established. Mm-hmm. So we grow vegetable and herb seedlings, mm-hmm. um, and then we sell them to um, NGOs, NPOs, and also to farmers and retail nurseries. Mm-hmm. Um, but we partner with corporates and we teach food gardening to low-income households, where we teach households how to sustainably grow their own food, how to catch seeds, how to make their own compost. We teach them about soil nutrition so that they, in turn, can use that skills to empower themselves and to feed their families. So in, and, in, in the piece <laughs> of land that you managed to acquire, so to speak, yes. have you you've portioned it to give people who are interested and had no land to, to do their own little patch of, of gardening? Is that what's, what's happening? Um, so in that portion of land, we have our nursery where we grow the vegetable and the herb seedlings. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've also established, and that happened during COVID, mm. the urban farm mm. where we've literally started farming so that we can supply organic, nutritious vegetables Mm. at below cost to our communities within our area. Because we know the cost of food has skyrocketed during COVID, Mm. um, and we know that so so many households have become unemployed because of COVID. Um, So we 
Although we can't give it away for free, but yeah. we give we sell the, the the produce at a very very relo- um, reduced cost. Rachel, what's so, the impact of that? Because it's one thing for us to have an intellectual conversation about giving access to to communities, you know, giving food um, to communities yeah. at an accessible price, for instance. But when you see it on the ground, when you can see a family that would otherwise not have been able to afford the vegetables and are now suddenly able to put food on the table, what, what impact has that had on their families? It, it's had a huge impact. I mean, literally, we... A mother can buy a cabbage for five rand, and yeah. it's a huge cabbage. Oh. Um, you know, that is a pot of food that mm. we're speaking about now. Mm. That is a children not going hungry to bed. Mm. That's the kids having energy to go to school in the morning. Mm. It has a huge impact, not only giving them the access to the food, but also to the, through the training that we provide. You know, we get the kids together and we provide them with the training for food gardening. We get the old people involved. We get the mothers that involved that are at home um, and not working. And it's like a community project. We're impacting the entire community, not only through the food that we provide, but also through the skills um, and through the training that we do. And when they go home, they also go home with some seedlings, which they plant at home and, you know, so they can transfer those skills of what they've learned to their homes and then they can also grow their own food at home. Naively, Reshnia, I would have assumed that you are in competition with the grounds now being required for recreation. Are you? Um, well, not really. I mean, we in COVID times right now, so they're not really using those grounds. Um, and for a long time, look, the school property is so big. There are portions of the ground which was not utilized. Mm. And that was the opportunity that I saw. Um, the school had barren land, which they weren't utilizing, and I needed space. Mm. So it was a win-win situation for all. I can imagine. I'm sure it is. And especially when you bring in those children also for educational, um, you know, uh, purposes as well into these gardens. I mean, that that is a win-win all around. It's a win-win all around. And there's so many kids who had no idea oh. where carrots came yes, from, yes. <laughs> where cabbages came from. They thought that you just go to the store and, it, you know, it, yeah. it just in a packet. comes out of, yeah. in a packet. <laughs> they had to, and just to see the eyes light up when they see tomatoes growing, when they see carrots growing. We give them that opportunity to plant the seed and literally over the course of weeks they see that they see the seed growing and they see the produce that comes from the seed. And we, when they see the produce and they take it home and they show their parents, it's, it's, it's a completely new world to them. Is there a possibility of an expansion? In other words, other schools coming to be part of this project and saying, we've got some land or whoever has land and we would like to share this land with you. Definitely. There's, there's, there's always room for improvement. Mm. Um any barren piece of land and especially schools because i mean schools they have the uh, the um basic requirements there's a fence around the schoolyard mm. um they have barren land it's just how you utilize it and what you do with that portion of land Listen, it's such a beautiful project. I've also gone to your website. Everything seems to be exactly ticking the right boxes. Congratulations <laughs> on, on this wonderful project. And it's it's beautiful. I think please allow people to share your knowledge and, and grow and grow from where you are to other communities as well. It's really fantastic. Thank you for making the time to talk to us. Thank you for having me.
Renshi Emanuel is the CEO of Grow Box, and it is uh, GrowBoxNursery.com. I, I, I implore you to go and have a look. You will be thoroughly impressed. And I think it's just such an inspirational story there, Renshi Emanuel running that community vegetable garden. And it's, it's grown. It's grown during COVID-19. That for me is quite inspirational.